Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons, and there will be today because we're here. And uh, join me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and of course, Kyle Ferguson. Baby Chunks is around somewhere, and we're going to do a session tonight. Big thanks to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD for helping the show out. If you like, guys like a nice tea to sip on during this holiday season, go check them out and get a tea based on our campaign. That's over at phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. All right, it's been a while since we've seen our characters, so we throw it to Kristen, who will catch us up on last time with There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the cottage collided with Earth. Firmly fixed, they left Stanley's study, turning up terrified tieflings, bruised but breathing, elevated there by the elves. They next pinpointed their position, wrapped by wreckage. How deep, they knew not. Knowing their time to be tight, they tried to plot a plan. Stanley discovered the cabin was actually a craft designed for him, but to access its abilities, Stanley needed four days. Four days too many. Scaling back up to the study, Providence provided an opening to the outside. It was a wee win until a deafening din permeated the passage. The finale of the fall of Elhandar was coming to a close. Everyone stole to the study. The room reeled, rolling relentlessly. Then it stopped. It seemed safe only until the pirate who had plundered Elhandar defeated Dian Talus and careened toward the cabin, ribbing it with riffs from his maniacal music. The four fixed to fight. Burrell and Hope footed it first. Hope tried teleporting only to find the ruse ruined by the man's music. Instead, she grappled the guitarist, but Burrell, mesmerized by the melody, kicked her off and began a brawl. During this, Stanley and Nash discovered they needed to antagonize an anti-magic shield before they could secure supernatural slaps. As, dis- as diplomacy diced, Nash drew up into a dragon, a transformation the trickster did not know about. Acid breath shredded as Stanley fought to gain the guitar. Finally, the man was maimed, falling to the floor, leaving our heroes to learn the details of Diantalus's defeat. Now rejoin our heroes as they tally the terrible toll. Is Diantalus definitively defeated? How many tieflings now number the cottage? And just where in the world did that dragon metal heart land for the heroes of the waste? All right, that brings us current. Bo, take it away. 
Okay, so the battle with Henatar Grape having just concluded, the desert grows immediately quiet and everyone's hearing uh, comes back as he was playing loud, powerful chords on his electric guitar throughout the, the valley of this, of this uh, desert. All around you are, are the signs of explosions, uh, his castle spaceship base having hit the ground in the exact spot where El Handar also happened to explode, knocking your cottage out of the, that damage zone. Um, there's a large you know, plume of fire and smoke ascending into the sky in the background. Um, there's a, a la- large like crater like not large crater, but a crater um, where Diantelis has like bounced a few times and hit, and you know that's where you last saw him. And behind you is the cottage, and just even peeking over towards the cottage, you see the the eyes of tieflings and the various uh, NPCs in there <laughs> peering out through through the windows to observe the battle. Nash, you are in dragon form. Uh, Hope and uh, Varel, I believe you were fighting one another just in front of Henatar Grape as the killing blow was struck upon him. Um, Stanley, I believe you're also nearby with the electric guitar in hand. And uh, Henatar Grape uh, has, has fallen from the sky. Oh, yeah, that's uh, Nash had the killing blow on this one. Or not killing, because he's not dead, but he's he's just fell from the sky, his disc no longer supporting him, and he's hit the ground in a poof, in a poof of sand. And he's now lying on the ground going... <sighs> As, as he sort of climbs out of the little, the small, the little dirt hole that he, you know, made as he landed, sort of reaching around <sighs> in confusion, um, trying to get his bearings. The action's to you. Well, I'm going to land and make sure and get down there real close and kind of sniff around him and see what's up. Okay, so the, he sees a large black dragon land near him, and then it, your face is sniffing towards him as a large dragon face it smells him. Do I? Uh, what do I sense? Anything? Well, do, but yeah. Would you like to accomplish anything? Like, I mean, I just want to see. If, you know, a confirm he's alive, and if he is, then I'm going to do this in his face. Okay. I didn't so, burn, yeah. I just yelled because I'm like, that's it, you bastard. I took you out of the sky and now you're laying here. What are you going to do about it? All right. Very good. Um, so you wanted to tell if he was alive by smelling him or by... How did you... What? Yeah, just by smelling him. Just sort of... Okay. Um, I'm just... Yeah. So let's make a, 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 a medicine roll, please. Okay. Or survival. Your choice. Actually... Yeah, it's not great. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, well, it's not very difficult to suss that out. As soon as you uh, land near him and smell him, you can feel the wind on his three heads sort of pull his hair back towards you. And then his middle, the two heads on the left and right side appear to be like, but the middle head sort of turns around and looks, you know, has a slow turnaround look as a shadow sort of overtakes him. And he looks around and sees a dragon and he's frozen looking behind him, uh, staring at you. Hmm. You can tell he's alive because he moved his own head. And he smells alive. I'll go, any last words? What? What? Wait. Wait. 
speak. Uh, uh, I yield. He says he yields. I'll say it to everybody else. It's not good enough. Get what we can out of him, then kill him. Maybe I should just no. threaten him so I can get information first and then... And then not tell him I'm gonna kill him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you yell that over the valley. <laughs> the big dragon claw like this, like, I won't kill him! Well, either way, I'll turn around and just say... Um... Tell us... Tell us who you are! I'm Hinatar Grape. Who sent you? The 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 the, the Mind Master. The what? Sigil. Oh. The Mind Master. Shit. Are you all getting this? Can anyone else hear it but me? Uh, I mean, he's talking quiet, but you know the. There's not a, there's like a plume of fire in the background. There's the odd explosion, but it's you know sound carries pretty well over the desert. It's not uh, it's not whispering to you. Yeah, and they're pretty close already. Okay, so you guys are all here. Yes, Stanley will see that this is pretty much well in hand. He doesn't have his guitar. He's down on the ground. They got him cornered. He's gonna start not hurrying, but making his way over to where Dian Talis fell. Wait, 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 my guitar! Don't, don't, don't take her. Where can, where can we see the guitar? Stanley has it. Like, oh, okay. oh, strapped on. He's wearing it. <laughs> He's yeah. got a strap on guitar. Yep. I'll strapped say, my back. you're going nowhere. And then I'm going to just slam one of my big feet down on him and hold him in place so he doesn't try to squiggle out of there or go do anything. He may not be able to, but... A guitar means everything to me. I promise I yield. I've, I've lost a lot today. Yeah, uh, take a look at what else you've destroyed and ask us if we care. It's not my fault. I, I'm a mercenary, damn it. It's my way of life. No, I was hired to do a job. It's, it's, not, it's nothing personal. You did that. Stanley will stop, turn back around, and start walking back towards the hole. He'll call diplomacy back to his hand. All right. He sort of, Just, you know, with. Oh. Just doing a job. Tell me, did the mind master say go to El Handar and destroy the entire base? If I'm gonna tell you more, I want some assurances you're gonna let me live. Wait. Stanley will stab him in the leg with diplomacy. Oh my god. Oh shit. Straight to it. So he's like down to like one hit point. If you stab him, you might kill him or put him out. Is that the intention? That's fine. <laughs> I I don't intend to kill him. I tend for it to hurt, but if he okay, dies, so now if you just want to hurt him, then yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You can non-lethal yeah. it for you know. Yeah, so, non-lethal. Yeah. All right. And you know, he goes. Oh, 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 oh! You made your point. You made your point. I don't believe I've made my point just yet. Oh, that's a fine point you put in me. <laughs> Wait, if we kill him, does he go back to Sigil? When you say that, his sort of eyes dart around at you guys a little bit, and then he goes back to his, like, Ugh. He certainly doesn't seem to want to go back. 
What's waiting for you if you go back to Sigil? Who says I'm going back to Sigil? Listen, that mod master sent me after some some rather mundane adventurers on a backwater planet. Said it might have an army or something. Didn't know what to expect because you're on account of your being a diverse kind of group, maybe having some favor with some gods. He 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 didn't say nothing about no damn archfey. I could tell you that. I damn near beat him. It just he just softened you up for me. But but he didn't tell me nothing about that. I got my own score to settle with the mind master. But I'm in no shape to go back to Sigil now. I gotta call in a few favors. The only favors you should be worried about calling in right now is with us. I can already speak for one of us and say she very much wants to kill you here and now. I'm inclined to do the same. Oh, please. Please, 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 please. I'm begging for my life. Mercenarian is all I know. It's all I've ever done. It's my job, I tell you. It's nothing personal. Only thing I care about is making beautiful music and doing a good job of what I do. Nothing personal is going after your target. Personal is taking down an entire ship of people. Families. Not warriors. Not an army. Families. I know. I know. Lord knows I know. All the gods, they know it's sad. We should I kill, stick him. Him again. kill him. I now. stick him again. I stick him again. Oh, 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 okay. Your singing near death is not any better than your singing in life. Not a fan of music, I see. If what you call that is music, then I've yet to hear it. You can't, you can't be mad at me. The Mind Master sent an army to face an army. The result's never good. That's just business. Any Birkensig will tell you that. I'm going to give you one more chance. Tell us something convincing. To keep yourself alive. Do it without a song. <laughs> Make an intimidation roll, please. That last little bit needs a roll, because it's, it's asking a lot. Uh, 22. Look, uh, I feel that I was wronged in this situation. So it seems to me that we... Once opposed in battle, now find one another p- perhaps on the same side. I didn't care much for the surprise of that blue guy tearing up my entire army either. I don't know what she expected me. Mama knows I'm no angel and I didn't grow up to be a good man. All I got is my guitar and my iron will and my fiddle fingers and if you can see way 
to making an arrangement that benefits us both. And that's the only card I got to play, young man. His other heads are like... I remain unconvinced. You all can do whatever you like with him. You have until I find out if Diantalis is still alive or not. If he is, I can sure as hell tell you what his vote will be. Can you live without both of your other heads, or, or do you need all three? He looks at you, or... <laughs> what a terrifying <laughs> question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he looks at you, and already says... I'd rather not. They're real expensive to make. But you'll live, right? If I eat one of them? (laughs) He just looks at you in horror. (laughs) Please, dragon man, don't eat my heads. My heads are all I have left. All right, look. That and my guitar. I won't eat your heads. friend will give it to me. I won't eat your heads. Family's walking towards the Diantalus crater. Perfect. I won't eat your heads, but I will eat your head. And I eat one of his heads. Like, chomp one of them off. One of the dangly ones. The ones that aren't talking. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) All right. The rest of you watch as Nash bites one of the three heads. And without, you know, because he's in a weakened state, without needing any so much as a roll, your big dragon head chomps one in between a couple of teeth, because it's very small in comparison to your dragon head. And you go to rip it out, and it the neck comes out a bit, flesh bursts all around, blood begins dripping down his uh, his robe, but it kind of gets stuck, so there's you can see a bit of spinal cord and a lot of muscle, and then you end up picking Henatar grape up completely, and he goes, oh, whoa, whoa! Wow! He's yelling out in pain. Ah! So now, in order to separate the head from the body, you'll have to use your hand to remove it without, yeah. Okay. Killing him? Oh, without killing him? I mean, unless you want to kill him. I mean, uh, it's up to you, but he's, you, it's like his head is halfway ripped off of his shoulder. You're going to have to use a hand to, like, pry it out. You can't just bite it off because he picked up his whole body. It's right. connected on the inside. It's not like a little just pop it off the yeah, side. There's like spinal cord and stuff. Like it's okay. it's flesh. Okay. So do you want to make a survival roll to see if you can do that? Or medicine? I'm gonna look okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my hand Dr. Dragon. <laughs> I'm gonna put my hand <laughs> on his whatever you'd call a shoulder here, you know, just like where I would have to pry it off to get the leverage. And then I'm going to look as if I'm going to do it, but I'm going to sideways glance at hope and go. How do you say? Can I finish this guy off? Hope will smile a little and kind of give a nod (laughs) after she kind of sits there. She doesn't look confused, but clearly she's trying to understand what Nash just said. Nash is just straight up hungry. That's the deal. So I'm going to say, okay, and I'm going to try to tear this head off and finish it. Finish so you, you, it. You're using your hand to push him down. Yeah. All right, make a um, survival or medicine check. Choose one of the two. See if you can keep him alive as you rip one of his heads from his shoulder. Or medicine, eh? Hmm. I mean... 
couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, I guess. Yeah. That is a 22. Not no, Nothing natural about it. Okay, you pull the uh, you pull one of his heads from his shoulder, ripping out spinal cord. You hear the snapping of bone breaking as you force the body down with your hand and the head out with your thing, and then just a fountain of blood pools up in the um, in the sand into like you know clumpy, wet like mud, uh, but blood style. And he goes, ah! And he breathes his last. And you're now chewing on one of his heads. This isn't bad. I'll just keep chewing it and swallow it. Hope's going to search the corpse to see if there's anything interesting. (laughs) Um, Okay, you do a quick search of the corpse. And you find that he just had the robe, the metal disc he was floating on. Just a benign piece of metal. Doesn't look like anything special. Um, Is on the ground. And he has this, um, the orbs have like fallen all strewn about him. Well, hope we'll collect the orbs in the metal desk. Okay. You go to touch one and it immediately shocks you. Make a constitution saving throw, please. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, it shocks you for... Let's see here. It shocks you for 56 points of damage and you go flying up into the air about uh, 30 feet from the point of the orb and the orb sort of poofs and explodes and you hit the ground sort of tumbling around uh, rolling through the sand. All right. Hopefully y'all don't (laughs) touch the orbs. No problem. Stanley, uh, Stanley, get to the crater for Diane Talis. Hmm. Yep. Okay. So you, you, <laughs> you know, you don't care about how Hope goes. You hear like a snap, pow, as she flies across the desert. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> All right. My companions, you know, <laughs> whatever they're doing. Yeah. All right. So you, you make your way to the crater. It's not very deep. Just you know enough where his impact. There's a few craters where he went like. Poof, 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 poof. Uh, Diantalus is is, li- is just laying there, sort of like on his side, not quite fetal, but you know, in that sort of like he's bicycling, but sideways, lying on the ground, and um, he's he's unmoving. <clears throat> hey, he has- D, oh. are you uh, still with us? There's no response. I will attempt a healing word at third level on Diantalus. Okay. Uh, all right. You cast Four. the healing word. 12 hit points of recovery. Okay. Uh, so your magic uh, emanates from your hands, your megaphone, um, and, and, and it envelopes an envelope and envelopes. Envelops. Uh, envelops. There you go. Yep. <laughs> envelops. Skeletal. They're spelled the same, right? Envelopes and envelops. Envelops. All right. I think this so. Is the pronunciation. English thing. is weird, man. I don't blame. Yeah. It. It's weird. It envelops the. Um, it envelops his blue, glowing, ethereal body, and his eyes begin to awaken. 
and he looks around, he immediately sees you, and then he stands upright as quickly as possible, and he goes, Where's that fool? Dealt with. Dealt with. Last I saw Nash was playing with at least one of the heads. He looks to you and he sort of walks and, and immediately sort of moves to the edge of the crater, walks past you, and he says, This is why I need your body. And he moves past you and he looks around. And as he as he gets up and moves over, you hear you hear the like the the thrum of, of ship edges and over top of uh, the sky you see El Hendari cargo ships They're not cargo ships but the, the, the ships that they have the troop ships where they begin hovering overhead and they start landing in various areas um, and uh, elves immediately begin sort of descending from uh, the, the catwalks that lower and um, start sort of securing the area if you will Um you recognize Admiral Chrysorius coming down on one of the ship, uh, one of the ship um, catwalks, as well as floating uh, outside of the ships. You see the outline of a elf figure in vine armor, sort of floating down to the area, and you recognize it as High Elf Amanthalodar as they both descend. <sighs> Stanley Ho says Amanthalodar, "It's good to see you're alive." Ah, the cavalry, right on time. We've uh, just finished up here. And is the threat defeated? Seems to be. Uh, D, you did manage to get all the enemy ships, right? (laughs) Who are you calling D? That's not my name. I figure you owe me two at this point. It's the least you could have to live with. He looks at you and he says, None lived but the one you vanquished. I could have done better. I think you did fine. Don't be too hard on yourself. Looks like we got them all. The uh, one who led the attack is over there. Uh, you say, who are you saying that to, Diantalis, or? Uh, no, to uh, Amenthalodar. Mm, Amenthalodar, uh, his, he removes some of his vine helmet and reveals his face, and he says, You both, you all fought very bravely. Do you know why they came to attack you, attack us? Well, it seems in our uh, in our journeys we ran afoul of an individual in Sigil named the Mindmaster. I don't know if you've ever heard of Sigil, but it's a place we wound up. He said that. Sigil. I know of no such place. It's something like an alternate plane or reality or some such. You've ventured much further than I ever anticipated, Stanley. I have not heard of such a place. Well, we've seen some shit in our days. But uh, anyway, he sent 
this group to uh, collect a few of my companions. We have suffered great losses today, Stanley. I must go weep. We are scouring the area for any survivors and anything else we must bring with us. I see the cottage remains intact. This is good. Tell me, have you learned of its secrets? I have. I've learned a bit more about it. It's going to take some time before I'm able to fully control it and command it, but at least when we now know what it is and what it can do. Well, I must tell you, Stanley, that my heart is broken and my weeping must begin. And I'm afraid I won't be of much help beyond what we can do for you here. I'm taking the Alhandari to the Mars terraforming station. There we can regroup and determine the next course once my heart has been dried of all of its tears. Well, unfortunately, I've gotten pretty good at saying goodbye to family, places, anything I acquire, really. But uh, the house, it's full of tieflings. Many are hurt, more scared. If you could, send someone to see to them, take them with you, if they're so inclined. We can't just leave them out here in the middle of the desert. Of course. Any who seek shelter with the Alhandari are welcome here. Tell me, you... If I'm not mistaken, you mentioned the Dragonheart. Did you or did you not keep that secret to... No, we told them about it. You told them. All right. Um, Were you able to secure the dragon? I can't imagine. It's only been mere minutes since this all occurred. Do you need us to collect this for you? That would be ideal. It was in the cave where the uh, dragon you had known about was residing. I have no idea where that would be in all of this, but uh, I'm sure it's somewhere in there. I know the location well. Chrysorius, send a platoon out to fetch the heart. They may need drilling equipment. The rubble's quite steep. We can't tarry here long. We cannot make the assumption that there aren't more coming for you, then. We will take your companions and your loved ones to the Mars Terraforming Platform. I don't believe... I don't believe we should be followed there, if we are quick. Tell me, Stanley, uh, what path do you desire? What path are you are you and your companions moving forward on? I mean, I would have to check with them to see if there's anything more pressing at the moment, but uh, I think we're going to stick to the original plan, try and find this fellow that can make us the Rubistic Triangulosphere. So we may be joining you at the terraforming platform sooner than later. Would you not want to come now? There's room aboard the ships. I think we could probably use some time to catch our breath, 
recover. I know that this vessel, I'll indicate towards the house, might prove useful on any adventure we might go on, and uh, it will take some time before I'm ready to use it. Very well. Chrysorius, ensure they have some of those vehicles that they liked so much. And Chrysorius turns to some elves and makes a few, like, symbols with his hands, and then elves begin um, rolling out some of those noble speeders from one of the craft, they're sort of just floating, and they push them towards the house and, and, and sort of hook them onto the side of the house. There's these little, like, clamps on one side of the, the, the cottage, and they begin clamping them on the exterior. There's four of them. Is there any other... Is there anything else that we can equip you with during your stay here? I don't know. Let me, uh... Let's go speak with my companions. I don't want to speak for them. Um... There may be more that we require. I'd, I don't know what we're going to do necessarily. Very well. Well, we'll send we'll send for the Dragon Heart, and uh, we'll take whichever companions you want to send with us. And when you're ready, you can visit us there. Remember that um, that is where Dungle Star Raven's bread is, and he may know the whereabouts of Tungsten Wheel. All right, I'll start heading back towards my companions. I'll stop for a moment though, and is there still hope for this this world? <laughs> casual question? Yeah. Hey guys, just is a, there still just hope a for this deep world? casual question for him. We've been told this quest we're on is going to save it, but look at El Handar. Look at where it is. Can we actually do this? Is this actually going to work? Are you talking to us or the leader of the elves? I'm asking a Manthalodar who just walked oh. to take food <laughs> off the stove. <laughs> I thought you were asking the party. I was no, no. I said I was okay. walking towards the party, stopped, and then turned back around to him. My Sorry, bad. Sorry. I, 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 it's okay. Um, he looks to you and he says, Only you can answer that question, Stanley. If your heart tells you that you cannot, then we are doomed. It is a difficult day, and there's much weeping to be done. I don't know that I can provide you with the counsel you seek in earnest. My heart breaks, but hearts can be mended. Allow yourself to feel defeated, knowing that it's not going to be a permanent thing. A new day will come, the sun will rise again, and you'll find the wind at your back soon enough. That's the wisdom of the trees. I've spent many years speaking with them. And would that all mortals 
knew of such things. He, he puts his armor back on. The vine begins covering up his upper torso and face again. And he begins floating up and he begins commanding. He, as he turns around, he turns his attention. He begins commanding uh, elves to, you know, clear rubble. Like the elves have gone out and they're searching rubble for survivors and things like that during this conversation. So he's gone off to, to help them. But they're not staying very long. You can tell every all the elves are hurried and running around with uh, each their task to do. Uh, Admiral Chrysorius actually returned to the party. Admiral Chrysorius does join you, however, walking a little bit behind you and by your side. Kind of survey the uh, damage. Oh, good. We decided to kill him. Uh, Hope hope touched an orb. I noticed the little levitating act. Uh, I assume you're all right. Yeah, don't touch them. Well, they, uh, the elves are here. They are preparing to leave, though. They're going to the uh, Mars reclamation facility. Um, and we have to decide what's next. They've offered any assistance they can provide, but obviously they're a bit scarce in what they're able to offer at the moment. Nash, Nash will shrug his, his, uh, his big freaking dragon shoulders, and I'll say, No idea! What do we do now? And I bite the other head off. And as you bite the other head off, Diantalus actually approaches the circle and he looks at you, Stan, uh, Nash, and he says, Are you quite done with that? No! There's a third head! He's mine. Oh, alright. Well, you can have him. And I tear off the other head and leave the middle head. The, t- the one that used to be the talking head. Okay, and then Diantalus immediately walks to the corpse and he leans down just in front of everyone, oblivious to the fact that you're having a conversation. And he, he purses his lips. He goes as if he's drinking. As he holds up the, the collar, he grab, he leans down, grabs the collar of it. And then he, he makes his scythe blade appear, but not the full length, just a small amount of the blade. And he touches it up to the chin of Hanatar and he begins teasing out his soul this blue energy, and he goes and begins slurping like like a really loud slurp like and as he slurps, the Hanatar Grape's body becomes gray and like um, sunken in and dimpled and until it's nothing but a gray husk And then Diantalus stands up and just walks away without just acknowledging anyone except for Nash. <laughs> you know, he begins walking out towards the desert to look around. You know, he had a lot more class when he was with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nods as she watches Diantalus walk away. What are you going to do with him? Just going to let him walk? Ooh. Is that it? We're done? I mean, he helped us. Certainly wouldn't be in this good of a situation if uh, 
he hadn't been there. Are you going to open Much up your back door again and let him in? Is it going to be a part of you moving forward again, or what? No, he's returning home is my understanding. I don't know. If he has something to say, he can come find me again. But we're on amicable, amicable enough terms, I would say. Plus, he's a little sore because I've saved his life again. Someone should tell him that George Miller sends his regards. Still haven't gotten over that killing. To other matters. I think it's safe to say that if you need to go somewhere where there are people we don't want to see hurt, Varel and I should not go with. That's true, but to face that head-on, we would have to return to Sigil, and we have no idea on how to even do that, so... To me, the most logical step is to continue with the mission that we set out to do. That is to see if this whole hope to restore the planet actually is real. Which means going to the Mars platform with them, seeing if we can find a lead on this fellow we're supposed to find, to make the... What did we decide we were going to call it now, Varel? Stupid. Oh. I think it was a ruby device or something like that, if I recall correctly. We need to get that made. Or we decide to just settle down here and say, screw it and walk away from all of it. Is that a mission you and Nash could go on? A few days, and then you're back? We could probably achieve it, but uh, certainly would be more comfortable to have the backing of both of you with us. Likewise, if they decide to attack while we're gone, you're going to be down us as well. Look, I'm not excited about the idea of potentially bringing more danger to the elves or the tieflings, but... They happen to be going the same direction as us. And for all we know, they're going to be looking for him wherever. Uh, Amanthalodar seems to think they won't look for him there. So, did we ever find out how he was able to track us? I don't think he mentioned. We should ask him, uh... He's still got one head, right? Well, it's a gray husk of a nothing now. You can go try talking to it, and right then, uh, Nash will roll on his back and scratch it on the ground, just going like a dog. (laughs) You tell me what you decide. Like that. Well, it uh, takes a good deal of focus and energy, so if there are any other questions you have for him, let's uh, figure them out now before we talk to him. 
How was he able to track us? Anything else we want to know? I guess it will the mastermind send anyone else. Okay. Let's find out. Grab the body, prop it up, and I'm going to cast Speak with Dead on it. Okay, let's get a little ref- Oop. let's get a little record. Let's get a little refresher. I can't speak today. Let's get a little refresher on how this spell works for me. Carp's supposed to have a mouth. Can't be undead. Spell fails. Corpse. Okay. Okay. Ask five questions. Perfect. So, any description of how the spell is cast? What hat? What occurs? Let's see. Look at what it requires. So Stanley sits it down, props it up, speaks some words, utters an incantation, gestures, and the electric pink energy that usually makes up his magic kind of sinks deep into the mouth of the body and then lights it up like you can see the light glowing from within beneath the skin and kind of starts to bring it to life as he asks the questions. Air seems to pass through its mouth, although it doesn't breathe. And the, the corpse groans and stares off into space, not directly at you. Just going. Penetar Grape. How is it you were able to track Vorel and Hope to Elhandar? I told to go to Earth. How did My you know they master were... told me. How did you know they would be aboard the spaceship? Educated guess. Did the mind master send anyone else? The mind master has launched a campaign against Vorel, who he claims is a traitor. Posters everywhere. Full article in M Sports Weekly. <laughs> Where is the man master now? In the hive. He sits at Tobacco's chair. I think that's five. Is that five or is that four? I haven't been keeping track. <laughs> I was, and then I stopped. No, I saw definitely not five. It's uh, how did you know where they were? How did you know we were on the ship? Where is the mind master? Where is the mind master? Will they be sending someone else? Be, yeah, so four. You have one okay. more. <gasps> you have how one you- more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did you plan to return to Sigil? 
console aboard my castle ship. <sighs> Putting the coordinates. <sighs> It. That's five. The magic releases. Okay. He goes. The body hits the ground. Well, probably safe to say a lot more people could potentially be coming if that's the case. Leaves us with choices. I may have a way uh, to get the Mind Master. I have a ring. It's how I got back to you guys. It could pull him through. I don't know if it would work, though. Sometimes things can stop the magic. We have a way of dealing with the Mind Master. It might not be a bad idea to set that as a top priority. At least then we know fewer people would be pursuing us. It's probably safe to say you still have demons on your tail, right, Hope? Probably. We're certainly more exposed than we were on El Handar. Well, I could definitely use a rest. Maybe a evening to think it over before we decide. About damn time someone brings up a good idea. We've finally gotten back home and all we do is talk about other places. I am looking for a nap in the sand and nowhere else. I didn't realize you were so eager to be home. I have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) But I am... Oh, go ahead. This venture has lasted since the laser, with only a brief stop at our former home of Tiakala, which was promptly destroyed by demons. I have had my mind once again taken control of this day by a guitar-playing three-headed buffoon. (laughs) I am tired. I am weary of these... Humanoid distractions, simple games, are means for assassinations. If you can bring the Mind Master here, I will tell him as such. He lives a game. I am real. This, and I pick up a thing of sand and kind of, you know, let it pour out of my hands, is real. Finally. I'm done with vine men. I'm done with ghost straw boys. I'm done with you, and I point at the dead body. And I would stomp you into oblivion if you hadn't already been done so. I see only one option. If this world still needs saving, and we desire it thusly, anyone who lays eyes on me should die. Anyone we come in contact with dead until a solution is met 
you you don't think that's maybe taking it a wee bit too far, Pharrell? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I walk into a back alley and witness somebody trading apples, and they hire a bunch of mercenary butt-lords to fly across interstellar space to hunt me down because of my apple transgressions. <laughs> Definitely needs a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I have remained a positive force throughout this venture. We entered a house. Are you aware of this, Stanley? Your house is a spaceship. I'm coming to terms with it, yes. And we are going to get in this house and travel to Mars? Well, we were probably going to teleport, but we were going to take the house with us, yes. This is a vile mockery. As I said, Varel, I'm tired, too. It's been a lot. I didn't even survive the incursion, so, you know, it's been a bit for me as well. But we have to decide what our goals are. If your goal is to sleep in the sands, you could have done that long before you started journeying with us. I still wonder why you journey with us. Your soul isn't at stake. You can... You've lived off these lands long enough. You could hole up here and go your own way and not have to deal with the petty squabbles of us humanoids. But here you are. It's because these societies refuse to find any order, and they glob onto the first thing that presents them with currency. I was hoping that I could perhaps forge a better world for us. But each world we have created, each town we visited we have left better, only to be destroyed by another force. You're not wrong. I would rage were I not out of rages for the day. <laughs> well played. I'm going to go pick a delightful spot for a nap, and we will discuss this at whatever time I awaken from it. Fair enough. I stomp over the various debris and wreckage to get out to the desert. Very hard death. <laughs> he's not really stomping, he's just doing heroic leaps from yeah. section to section. Like the Hulk. Admiral Chrysorius uh, speaks up to you and says, perhaps he needs to participate in the weeping as well. I think we all do. Probably in our own way. Let's uh, hope. Do you want to talk to your people, see if they want to go with the Elhandar? I don't imagine they're going to lack the idea of just settling in a patch of desert in the middle of nowhere. No. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, I'll go talk to them. And so he'll plans to go talk to them and then come back to the body and desecrate it and see if that gets her ring going. 
Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> so one thing at a time, you're like, yeah, I'd talk to them anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, if we're going to take an extended break, you know. Well, you know, we, we can or we can't. If, yeah, if you just want to resolve it, like, you tell your people to go to uh, to on the ships, you know, they'll they'll likely agree you're the queen. So it's not Yeah, really she'll it's order not... them to go with the elves, and then she'll end it with something that she may never see them again, but that may be for the best. Okay, and um, you know, uh, Bokbok and Angelashi and the, the kids are kind of with them, so they kind of take that cue as to mean them as well. Although there's a look of question on her face. I, I think maybe at one point she would ask to speak with Nash. I don't know what you would tell her. Oh yeah, she, hope wouldn't stop her from talking with Nash. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, let's get now. So you've quickly told your, your tieflings to get on the ships and go hang out at Mars to go, you know, safely hole up with the elves on Mars. Uh, and now you come back and there's a corpse. The head of Tar's corpse is there. It's gray and, and dimpled. Two heads are ripped off. There's blood pooled and dried in the sand all around it. How would you like to desecrate the body? Oh, OK. Uh, well, she'll straddle it and crouch down, pull out her knife and just start drawing infernal markings on the face the body okay. until she feels the ring come to life. So, so you, what you'd really like to do is like really desecrate this body so that it makes the ring comes to, to come to life. Okay. Um, Cause yeah, it's not really an evil act. It, it's, you know, so you start desecrating the body, you spend, you know, you'd spend some time doing it, but you don't really get the feeling that you're hurting anyone by doing it. You know, with this guy dead and gone gotcha. and being a mercenary, you gotta, you gotta sense like pretty early on that, like, you're just not feeling the evil in the act, even though it is quite sacrilegious. This person didn't strike, isn't, didn't seem like they're going to heaven. You know what I mean? It didn't, doesn't seem like it's doing anything. Gotcha. Uh, she'll take a deep breath, kind of fearful of what she might have to do, and then she'll take a look back at the cabin and go retrieve a tiefling body. All right, so you're back in the cabin. Uh, the tieflings have moved on, and Angelashi, everyone's out of the cottage at this point. Um, so there are corpses on the ground from where it crashed, and some of the tieflings did pass. Cool. She'll uh, take one outside to the back of the cottage, not to where the front door is. And she'll start carving it up. Okay. Yeah, it, you start carving it up and cutting it, but it, it's just it's just not quite evil. It's, you know, like it's disturbing and says maybe bad things about yourself and you start to have, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, it's just, it's definitely horrible, but there's just a, a, an oomph of evil missing from desecrating a body. Okay, well in that case Even, she'll bury it and she'll cry a little and apologize and then get to right. thinking. <laughs> Na- Nash will say, yeah. pee on it! Try going, try going pee. Like the idea that Nash has been watching all of this as a dragon, just yeah. You, you didn't see that she's been kind of hiding. It. Oh, well, I'm she not hide the Hanatar one, no. but you know she's. <laughs> all right. Well, that would have made it more evil. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Or pee like I mean, a it pee. Depends. Yeah, I just pentagram. I need to think about like the 
the rights because i mean it is bad you know but at the same time i'm not trying to make I like it depends on what the whole afterlife you, situation is right you're kind of loopholing it because like you're trying not to actually do something evil by doing it to a corpse that feels okay because the body's gone and the soul's somewhere else and i'm like eh, i think that's a little bit uh that's not quite evil unless it <laughs> affected their soul in some way but nothing about your rights of death uh suggests well how would the tieflings of Tietkala pass? Like, do you, do we have any idea what the rituals are? It's just not something I've, I've considered. You know. Yeah, I don't think that was ever established. I think they just might bury them and have a vigil, just like any other place. But the two gods of Malhaya and Metemaro don't. I don't have anything uh, with burial rites. Uh, certainly, the dead tongues don't mind reanimating corpses. So I think there's, you know, and with your demonic background, I think it's. I think we're. You're clearly trying to loophole it, and uh, it's not working. Gotta do something a little more evil. All right. Maybe, hope uh, we'll get to thinking then. Yeah. Can maybe sabotage one of the ships. <laughs> hope we'll get to thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never mind, DM. Just shut up. All right. Um, perfect. So Nash, uh, Angela, Ashy, with the kids, all four kids strapped uh, to her. Uh, makes her way to you in dragon form. And has she seen you in dragon form before? Oh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know. think so. Right? I don't think so either. She knows I can do it, though. Yeah, I mean, she probably has, actually. It's been so long now. We talked about it. But she still it. looks at you with a, with, a, with a sense of awe because, you know, she's a shifter and... Um, she doesn't get to see you change very often. You don't change into dragon like, you know, on habit. You do it when it's in combat. So she sort of approaches you almost a little fearful um, and says, Nash? Yes. Nash? What? Oh, it's, it's you. Just me and the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to uh, uh, follow Hope's command and go with those guys. You'll be safe. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I'll be fine. Look at me. I'm a dragon and all. Flap around a little bit. She says, "Come here. Bring your head down here for a second. Okay. I'll lower my big knobby black dragon head. She says. She says to you, "Are you sure we should go with them? Is there is there no other options? Well, if you, I'm sorry. I'll get. I'll be quieter and say, if you came with me, uh, that would kind of put the kids in danger a little bit. Yeah, but." They don't really have control of their stuff yet, yeah. and if they did, maybe we could even use them. But you know, right now they gotta okay, gotta stay with their mom. Okay, and all right, whatever you think is best, Nash, I'll do. Just are you? Am I gonna see you? Oh and, yeah, and we're not done. Going in, I'll, I'll, it was already incredible to go to outer space, and we just got back to Earth, and and now I'm going to space again. <laughs> It might get a little weird, it's but a little too much. We get that we accomplish this. There's a there's a future where I can retire. I don't have to do this and hang out with these people anymore. I can actually <laughs> like, come home, come home and spend time with you and the kids. So, so yeah, we just got to pay our dues now, and they they need me for this, and you need to be safe. And we tr- I trust those. I, I right, trust Ash. Hope to tell them to take care of you. You'll be fine. Try not to be gone too long. I don't want our kids to grow up not knowing their father that's a good idea speaking of which and I'll go alright where's Boot where's right, right here 
There's a bootstrap to her, you know, the carry-on that she has, two in front, two in the back. She's got both both of them because you were out fighting, so she's got to carry all of them. I'll say, Boot, you and Nash Jr. are in charge. I know you don't understand what I'm saying, but just take care of your mom. She'll take care of you. I'll see you guys soon. It's all it's all good. One of the, yeah, one of the kids goes, ah. No, you know, no. To make kid noises. They're very small newborn babies that yeah. are relatively new, maybe a week or two old. I'll say, I'll take that as a yes. And I'll say, look, see, you got you got these smart ship shape shifting infants. They got your back. You'll be fine. And I trust you to take care of them. So don't worry. It's only time and I'll be fast. Okay. And then she gives your scaly cheek a big kiss. And I'll she go. can't really kiss you on the mouth because it's just, you know, it's not really made. <laughs> Not really compatible, really much. Or yeah. maybe you can imagine it in such a way, but we'll do a cheek kiss. Plus, I just ate, like, mercenary heads, so she doesn't want to kiss that. Yeah, yeah. you got, you got bad breath. You yeah. got great, Hanatar great breath. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she gives you a kiss, and then she she moves towards the ships along with the tieflings, and she looks back. She gives you a wistful, longing look back to you, filled with sadness and concern, and then moves towards the ship and gets aboard she doesn't really stop looking back at you until she's up on the ship you know there's this sense of longing there okay i will feel it also as i hover there and flap all right and uh hope i guess liriel would go along with them as well just uh unless you wanted to do something different with liriel yes no she'd be there with angel ashy ushering them along kind of there to help out yeah it's a real trooper that liriel i'll have to I have to get to know her better at some other juncture. Um, so they, she aboards the ship along with them. Um, Bokbok also has squirts in tow, and he, you know he they move along with. Uh, you can't find Varel anywhere, and so he just seems content to follow along with uh, Angela Ashi, whom with whom he seems to have developed a small bond during their time alone together. Not alone together, but you know, in Tietkala while you guys were first away. And that pretty much uh, concludes everything. Um, Chrysorius turns to you, Stanley, and, and, well, I guess everyone else, and Nash, the other two, one's off desecrating corpses, the other one's going for a nap. And, um, <coughs> and he says, it's time that, it's time for us to depart. I understand from a report here that we found the dragon metal heart and we'll bring it to the Mars terraforming platform. I believe you already have the coordinates for the station. And you have the ability to teleport across large spaces, distances. Yes, uh, Nash received how to teleport there. So, yep, well, it's when you are, we'll be too far behind you. Whenever you are ready, please visit. But make sure to be sure that you're not being followed. We want to secure the location of our station and not have a repeat of what happened today. We suffered great loss. Is there anything else that we can do for you before we depart? I don't think so. Take care of the people. Take care of yourself. We will. And then he clasps you on the shoulder and he says, I'm sorry for bringing Dilanoria to you. I I didn't see it. We've all fallen for that from time to time. Just remember that we are your people, Stanley. And should you need anything, 
We are here to help protect this planet and creation. Safe travels to you all. He turns around. And he nods and he turns around and he begins giving orders to elves to, to start clambering back aboard the ships and to, to take off. And, uh, you know, slowly the ships begin begin loading up with the elves and with the personnel. There's, you know, they found some elves throughout the wreckage and various things. So they're being hobbled back over and the ships begin loading up and the catwalks close up. And uh, the ships begin ascending into the sky, along with Amantha Lodar, who floats into one of the ships as it's floating up into space. And they depart into the starry, well, it's not star, into the blue sky. Let's take a break there. Sound good, everyone? Sounds good to me. Sounds and let right. have his nap. We'll all be back and shortly. Hope Death's greatest corpse for her corpse. <laughs> <laughs> those are great little stories. Those were good stories. Heartfelt heartwarming moments here shared on the there will be dungeon stream okay we're back at it we're gonna get to it and we'll throw it back to Bo, who will pick us up where we left off all right so nash hope varel stanley you're now alone in the desert as the last of the ships ascend into the sky uh, all around you is strewn wreckage of el handar large pieces of metal and uh, debris stone rock the space station itself housed a forest so there's all kinds of destruction everywhere plumes of smoke surround you from at all sides but off into the distance the cottage rests in this uh very flat area of desert and the world becomes very quiet as you remember the desert to be and hot as you remember, you didn't miss the heat potentially, unless you were Varel, perhaps. But it is the sweltering heat is now bearing down upon you, uh, and the sky is devoid of any cloud. Sun shining bright over top. And Did you say we were together in the desert? Did they come seek well, out my spot? No, no, no. So you might be all separated. <clears throat> I hope you were maybe on the other side looking for corpses to desecrate in the cottage sorry well you stomped off in a direction i don't i don't you know i don't don't know if you can be seen or not still i don't know how far you went we didn't discuss that um but i imagine you went far nash still in dragon form is i think just lazing about in the sun and stanley is you know standing there probably pontificating uh, the meaning of it all all right as hope's thinking about what to do she's gonna start burying the tieflings okay so and then hopes uh, busy, you know, you kind of might catch a glimpse of her. She goes into the cottage, you know, come walks out with a shovel. Just, you know, you might see her a little bit, but she's do- doing that activity. Stanley's going to wander away from other people. Definitely looking for a little bit of isolation. And he's going to sit down and very nervous considering he knows the power of it. He's going to take out the guitar and he's not going to try to use it aggressively, but he's going to try and just play one chord just to see if it sends out, like, earth-shattering waves or if it just sounds like a guitar. Um, you just play the one little note, and it sends out just a pleasant sound you know, with a bit of chorus and reverb, just like a... But uh, strangely enough, it, it seems to be magically enhanced. The sound is quite loud. So everyone, you can hear, even Varel, you can hear it carry over the the sand, this uh, one note being played. But it doesn't, 
No, not distortion. Clean and reverb. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't count then. Darn it. He plays one note and then he jams. It uh, seems to it seems to sort of understand your will when it comes to tone and timber, and um, you know, so it comes out clean. Uh, we'll just say for this time around. I know you didn't specify. But um, it doesn't produce a magical effect, except that the sound carries. If you have, if you play electric guitar, if you ever strummed one, you need to plug it into an amp. So it's like it's magically amplified, so you hear that nice sound. Given that your experience with the lute, you can strike the chord correctly, or the note rather. Okay, Stanley would just take a little bit of time and just sort of. I mean, it's loud, and he knows it's being loud, but just sort of play very softly not not anything like overly fancy or anything just kind of plucking at it a little bit to a melody so uh in being new to the guitar format um you don't know the scales of notes quite correctly but you do play the lute so you do have a musical sense uh and as you play you sort of look for various notes so everyone can hear your your sounds uh, which are not unpleasant but not trained necessary to this particular instrument as they carry out uh, over the desert. Varel buries deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely doing one of those shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) Perhaps in the distance you see a sand pile mounting (laughs) as Varel goes deeper. (laughs) voice behind you as you play those notes whispers in your ear Stanley a beautiful melody only Stanley hears that yeah only Stanley hears that yeah, I'm off by myself well yeah duh. do I recognize the voice it's unmistakable it's the voice of Katobal Prince Stanley will just sort of freeze. Stop. And you turn and look about, and you, at first you notice Nash lays it in the sun, but then immediately over your right shoulder, uh, the seven-foot-tall, seven to eight-foot-tall figure of a goat and man in robes just stands as if it was there the whole time with his long-robed hands sort of into each other's robes so you don't see any of the hands. Just standing there looking at you. It's been a while. Yes. I thought a visit was in order. I thought that was particularly difficult for you. (sighs) The principal has advanced his plans. And as a result released his hold upon the protections of this planet. Already, gears are in motion. The wheels of industry turn. He steps forward more towards your side, and then he sits down very casually, or bending at his knees and sitting like, you know, on his, like 
descending upon his knees, kind of like in a prayer seating as he sits next to you. I seek you, Stanley, as the only one of your companions who has honored our deal. Wait, what does that mean? Because Stanley doesn't know that it's been broken for others, right? That's right. You have no way of knowing. Hope has entreated the help of a god to remove my claim upon the deal, annulling it. Annulling it, rather, sorry. <laughs> annulling it. <laughs> annulling it. Like Your companion, Vorel, did not take a deal. And I must admit to some subterfuge, Stanley. Nash was never mine to claim. His heart belongs to dragonkind. And I have no sway over his fate. That leaves me with you. Do you secretly plot as your companions do to annul our deal as well? Or can I count upon you to hold your end of our bargain? Look, I've got no love for the principal. No doubt about it. I've met him a couple times and I don't think he deserves to be walking this plane or any other. But I've also had a lot of time to think about it. And our deal is one that I don't think I would have taken if I had known then what I know now. So... It'll be honored, but... I could find an easy way out like the others did. I'd be lying if I'd say I wouldn't take it. I've gone through great trouble to protect you from Andriesta. You remember that she sent Dolopopio to this world. While you vanquished that enemy, I too vanquished Andriesta in the Weir Courts and have secured for myself a more prominent position in my world. I see that you understand that the principle is needed dead but still know not why. I'm definitely curious about that part. You mean, you said you wanted your freedom and here you stand before me telling me you have it. Near as I could tell, your goals, yours and the principal's, seemed alike. I'm curious why you want him dead so badly. The principal was once but a man of earth. Not unlike yourself. 
when the dragons came to scorch this planet, he sought out my help to save it, to carry forth his wisdom after the apocalypse. He benefited greatly from my aid. There was a price. And because it is subject to confidentiality, I cannot discuss this price. But suffice it to say, he sought to renege on our deal. And bearing my gifts, he has prevented the weir from achieving its goals. My kind hunger, Stanley. We need life for fuel. And this creation has more than enough to feed us for eternity. We seek to come here. We are called demons, but we are not the demons they know from the hells and the abyss of outer of, of the firmaments. The weir were once like you, but we found greater calling, a place between creation and the place they call the Far Realm. We carved out our own world, and we must return and bring with it not simply our hunger, but our wisdom. The world you know is dying, and we can repair it. There is a place for you in this new world. Should you help me to defeat the principal, whose purpose was once I see now to rid creation of us. But he has become lost in his madness and pursuit for perfection. And he stands for nothing no longer. You must defeat him so we may gain purchase into this world. and bring justice and fairness to all. What does your form of justice and fairness look like? Because I can't say our dealings with demons has been particularly enjoyable. The mortals of your world live their lives in fear. The greater species of your worlds flaunt their power and abuse it. The gods themselves are nothing but children. 
who play their games without much regard for the infinite wisdom of the cosmos. It is we who journeyed into the darkest of oles and found the truth of creation. And we will shepherd it into a new form. A form I will control. And in my wisdom, you will see that order can be achieved. And what prevents you from simply taking that? I mean, you tell me that the principle has kept you held back, but now you're free. What's preventing you from achieving your grand design now? Does he still have his boot upon your neck? The principal has created for himself a new plan I see now. He thought to be a hero and to stop us from entering your world. But he has ground out year upon year with his plans and designs to no avail. He now aims to ascend to godhood and with those godly powers use them against us. But you are on our side, Stanley. We will bring peace to creation. We will restore your world to its glory. And in return, we will feed off the soul energy that is wasted by the gods. With me guiding this new order, you stand to profit greatly with power. Well, as I said, I do aim to stop the principle. In that much, we at least are aligned. Then he looks to you, and he stands up, and he walks forward in front of you as you're, you know, you hold the guitar. I don't believe we shall see each other for some time. But make good on your accord, and I shall reward you beyond your wildest imaginings. Fail to do so, and your soul is mine for eternity. This you agreed to, whether you regret it now or not. And now witness the beginning of the new world. And then he turns to the desert sky and raises up his hands. And as they move up, and everyone in the party can see this, a large crack of purple in the sky opens up. Just lightning shoots out. Just like a tear, like someone ripped reality open. 
all through the blue sky. And the sky darkens suddenly, like just like there's no clouds, no nothing. There's just large darkness uh, that appears. And then as this rip opens, a giant creature uh, that you can't even comprehend what you're seeing. Just hang on a sec. Let me make sure I get the description here. This large creature made of, 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 it's like this demonic, but it's black, and like a large row of teeth ascends out with all of these spikes, and and it dives from the hole, and then large giant eyes and a large body filled with almost looks like weird gears, like there's something animating. The scales themselves seem to move like these contraptions, like they have little like drill bit style horns on them and this goes and the, the creature ascends and it's way off in the distance but it's super huge and it drops into the ground and you don't hear anything you just see it hit the ground like something the size of a it's just indescribably large maybe it's describable in the sense that you saw the leviathan underwater with when it came to um, meeting with uh, Malhaya something that large hits the ground everyone can see this and begins burrowing its way into the ground it's black scales just animating and on these giant armed clawed hands the six hands move out and it burrows into the ground of the distance and he looks to you and he says the conversion of your planet begins today and then Kitobo prays vanishes in a poof of just like sand it just blows off and then you see this large tsunami of sand start rising up and starting to push your way when a sandstorm is on its way to you and just as that happens you hear the sound and it goes boom and hits super loud and everyone can hear this uh, in the party I'm going to stop there and find out if, if anyone wants to react or yeah stanley would jump up and start making his way running back towards the the house and his companions i would launch out of the sand and yell shut up stanley (laughs) and as you launch out and you see the giant tsunami of sand flowing your way and then a giant the giant purple rip in the in with this creature burrowing into the earth looks positively massive it's miles and miles and miles away but you can see it as if it was close it's so large and the earth begins to start trembling beneath everyone's feet hope looks up at it and just shakes her head sadly and starts slowly walking indoors with the shovel (laughs) casually oh shit okay um yeah Nash, are you still chilling, or it's really ruining your zen? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fly up and get a better view of what I can see of this of this massive wave and how. Okay, yeah, I don't want to die. So you fly up into the air and you see a giant sand tsunami is is emanating from this large, massive creature that appeared from a purple crack in the sky into the ground and is burrowing. <laughs> And you don't hear anything quite well. You just heard the boom. <laughs> so, but it's it's already clearly like halfway into the ground. These large scales and legs are just just digging its way into the earth. It's massive. Whatever it is, it's terrifying. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell, 
board me. We can avoid the wave. I think. <laughs> board me. <laughs> yeah, like get on me. Get on top of me. All right. Yep. So I'll tell everybody that, and then hopefully you guys respond. Unless you all have other ways to escape a tsunami, land tsunami. Hope we'll change direction and walk toward Nash. I'll lower down so they can climb aboard. Whatever fashion right. they want. So you cruise on down, hope clambers on top of you. I don't know if Stanley would be there yet. He went a ways away, but if if he sees that that's the plan, that's where he would end up heading. Okay. Let's go pick him up, Nash. All right, I'll uh, I'll I'll take off. Uh, we're coming, and we'll freaking fly and run to go to them wherever they are. Perfect. All right, so you cruise on by, you scoop up Stanley, who hops on board. Um, Varel, you you know where his hole is. I don't know if Varel's. I guess you've gotten out and seen this, Varel, because you were like, "Shut up, Stanley." But I I would be standing there in the desert arguing with it. Okay. <laughs> so Varel's not getting on top of you. He's yelling at this the, the tsunami that's on. I'll say, Varel, you get up here, or you're gonna get blown over. Just, you can, it's sand. You can, you can be pissed from here, though. I know, but it's huge forces of sand. It's like, I don't know, sand sitting still is no big deal. This is sand coming at you in huge quantity. You gotta it shouldn't get, be there. I agree. It's unnatural, and it sucks, but it, you can see it even better from up here. You can be in front. Get up on my neck. Reconnaissance. Yes. Yes. Now Very you're good. Now you're getting it. I'll lower down to see if he'll climb aboard. I'll take the okay. front seat. Okay. All right. Varel climbs on board, taking the front seat. And uh, as you climb on board and behold the giant thing, uh, this giant creature burrowing into the earth, you feel the eye of Grosjeel begin to swell with with rage and 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 desire for slaying. All right, uh, Nash, you're in the pilot seat. What do you, you picked up? You've picked up the party. The cottage is below, and the tsunami's on its way. Um, I'll yell behind me to everybody. Uh, quick, is there anything at that cottage we have to save? I mean, the cottage itself. But <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> it's pretty durable, so no, just get us above the sand. All right, try and. Re- keep an eye on it so we know where it is. Alright, going up, and I'll start to fly safely, but quickly upward. Okay, so you fly upward, and the rest of the party, I mean, everyone, you can sort of get a sense now of the destruction of Elhandar. As you ascend in the sky, you see, you know, great, great, great field of detritus moving around, and towards the edges, you can even see that there's like um, various scavenger parties that have started to, to roll up. Like there's a group of goblins that are sort of milling about towards one side, trying to get to safety. Um, you can see quite a bit of activity from uh, different scavenger populations. The goblins you can make out particularly. The rest, you're not quite sure what they are. But everyone seems to be running for cover as you fly up into the air. And, and the tsunami, you, you guess, I guess you rise above high enough so that it, you're over the the wave and you just you're just gonna have to wait it's gonna take a little while before it hits you um 
Are you, do you do that, or do you like push off to safety, or do you fly towards the the creature even? Well, I mean, I would want to get high enough to avoid direct contact, and obviously, there's going to be forces of wind and shock and everything else that would come from such a such a massive impact that would hit us no matter where we were in the air. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like the higher, the better, probably. I don't know. I don't know how the physics of that would work. Um, yeah, I mean, probably the higher, the better, because uh, you fly over the storm, just like you fly over the clouds. You just got to watch out for the breathing stuff. But, uh, yeah. All right. We'll go up pretty high. Nothing, nothing crazy. But Okay. You so know. you go up high, and very very quickly, winds the winds you anticipate begin blowing. But it's not enough to, to, to push you around quite yet. But you see below that the sand begins and the sandstorm immediately hits below you as you sort of hover just above the cloud area where it's hitting and it immediately turns dark and stormy and it's not just like a matter of sand but there's this like purple and pink like lightning as it and then it moves quick like maybe 60 seconds up in the air you all watch it as it goes by and then it moves past underneath you further off into the distance and as you turn to look back at the clear a clear sky as the storm moves by really quickly you see like the tail the whole body of this large massive you know leviathan sized creature moves into the earth and its tail full of gears and, and, and uh, like the scales just seem to move in this weird way it seems to drill and allow itself to go into the sand super easily and then it disappears and a little sinkhole follows it and then at one little point, you can see in the distance a large mound, like the size of a giant mountain almost, to sort of move up, move across the sand, and then disappear under the sand. And there are these little aftershocks. And you even see a point where, like, the earth sort of, like, cracks a bit. As an earthquake rumbles it open, and sand, like, starts to pour in it and then fill. And then after about five minutes of this, the desert becomes calm again. Hmm. Once you take us down, Nash, I'll tell you what I saw. All right. Going down. And I'll start to hover down back to the to the surface. land there. Is the lodge fully buried or is it still visible at all? The, the lodge is still visible. It has a giant hill of sand on one side of it, but it's standing straight without any damage to it that you can see. Just a little cover. Like, there's, a, there's like a, a toboggan hill on one side of it. <laughs> uh, once we land, I would tell them about Katobal Praith and what all he had to say. What were the words that he used in the final bit before summoning the beast? Hmm. What the, I forget. <laughs> Shit. Let the transformation of your world begin. Let the let the yeah. Let the um. It was let something begin. Uh, I just drawn a blank on the actual word that I used. I just want to be careful about the word that I use because it. No, no, no. Does it, 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 it the. The essence carries over, and mm. when 
Stanley conveys that to us, it would be easy for us to connect that this beast was a result of Katobo Praith doing something. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to use the word invasion, but there's like a little bit of like, let the, you know, process begin now that they're now that the principles no longer a prophylactic uh, measure against the weak earth uh, barrier. But, uh, I hope not. <laughs> it wasn't me. What was what are you hearing? Oh, maybe I went. Uh, like no, I no, just, no, no. Prophylactic. Does, does that mean it helps you fart? No, no it's, it's, like, a, it's a condom. like a condom. Yeah, it's like protection. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. A barrier. A, bar- so like, a, a barrier. barrier. Yeah, a barrier. Yeah, a protective barrier. Um, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> a wall of force. No wonder I've been use. so confused in commercials. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you uh, makes you feel any better, Kyle. When they all said condom, I thought they meant as a thing to keep you from farting, and I went, that's not what I understood them to be. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not been my experience. Many uses. Mm-hmm. No. So... <laughs> Anyways, there's a sense that the principle, um, you know, was protecting Earth from the weird invasion, but has released his hold to ascend to godhood, and now the weird have free reign. Sorry, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't Is that a baby or a fart. It I think it was a prophylactic. Yeah, you know we'll just say it was. We'll say it was Nash. Nash ate two new heads. <laughs> there you go. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Won't play that dragon's that was an accident. It's a creaky door. <laughs> was that clear for you, Kyle? I think I, I'm not going to be able to I think say I, much I more. It out now. Thank you. Okay. Thank you all. You bet. Thank you all. You've all made it so Just much. Just next easier. time someone offers you a condom, don't assume it's a show of force. Assume it's a barrier for your eggs and your sperm. There you go. Nailed it. Thanks, Scott. You That's bet. perfect. You bet. <laughs> Assume this is exactly how Stanley recounting that conversation went. Yep. Right. <laughs> you tried to tell the story and Varela and Nash got sidetracked in the conversation about farting. Sounds right. Well, what do you want to do? Can we I certainly I, I, didn't uh, need something else added to our plate of things to do. How's the cottage? We should check it. Yeah. I'll take a look, see if it held up. I imagine if it survived what it already has, this sand doesn't seem like it would do much, but I'll, I'll investigate. Okay. A quick cursory glance at the cottage, uh, or not glance, but look through it. Apart from it being slightly buried, it's uh, 100% intact. It didn't move from its location either. The uh, the sandstorm was not as much of a force as an archfae falling from space uh, hitting it was. Just for your scale reference, if you want to put that yeah, down. It, okay. it's, it's, you know, velocity science. It's It's space magic-y spacey velocity signs right the purest form well then Nash will say phew and and then land and and then what what do we do now so he impregnated the planet uh yeah that's one way to look at it sure 
He's wanting to transform this planet into something that he wants it to be. We and that's... No, we have no way of knowing where that thing is or what it's doing. And this would be good for you with your mark upon. I mean, I guess if we kill the principal, in theory, I get to apparently join the rest of you in not having to wear it anymore. Uh, but I can't say that I agree with his vision for this world. I think all this is indication enough of that. Uh, did we uh, succeed in a long rest? No. Okay, okay. But I'm still grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> then let us list our foes quickly. Okay. The principal, first and foremost, yes. perhaps, has the old quest to dictate. Mindmaster. A fool with a head of games. Who has taken over the seat in that evil place where we wore our outfits. Hmm? The... The guy who hired you to destroy the first guy... Katobo Praith. ...is now destroying the planet. Yep. Anyone I'm missing? I think those are the big three right now, but... Mindmaster potentially has hired any number of people to come after you, so our foes are many on that front. Okay. Shall we clean up that one first, then? I think that one might be the most beneficial. If we so can deal we... with him, we can at least take some of the heat off our back and we can focus on maybe restoring this planet properly not the way Katobo Praith wants to do it do we have a day number for the creation of the ruby a day number yeah like um, how many days we're supposed to go to show pick it up um no I think you you make like I think there isn't really a time limit no not on okay it. Um, the, right now, the current status of the quest is you have to speak to Dunglestar Ravensbread about the whereabouts of Tungsten Wheel because he's the engineer needed for creating the Rubyistic Trianglosphere. Okay, cool. So that's not currently being made until we do that part of the quest. That's right. So the Dragon okay. Metal Hearts at the Mars Station, Dunglestar is reportedly there, and um, you bring back Tungsten Wheel or whatever you can to the Mars Station, and then they can be built. Gotcha. Do we have a heading on... Tungsten wheel, or we gotta talk to what's his face? We gotta talk to Dungle Star okay. Raven's bread. Yeah. Cool. Oh. I do not like this one bit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. There is. There's a great amount of shame. Should we proceed with any of these easily? First and foremost, I highly doubt the Mine Master would give up his quarry if I admit I cheated. Which I did to defeat a cheater, 
so I could cheat death. It was a triple cheat, and I Wait. thought it was executed brilliantly. You weren't you weren't aware of the cheat, I don't think, for real. I think Schwartz no, cheated, and you didn't know. He didn't? Didn't he? I, I don't know. sworn he knew. Squirts, I think he knew that he got stabbed or something with the juice, but I don't think Squirts fully explained That's what was right. going yeah. on. Squirts just said it was exactly a trick. how much cheating was done, but he definitely yeah. drank a thing, didn't he? Or got stabbed with a thing? Because he got to see the drugs. moves that were going to be made ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Right, didn't I pee in a thing or get someone else to pee in a thing? <laughs> That's right! I, I'm pretty right. sure I, I would have cautious consciously avoided peeing in the thing. Okay, so, yeah. there. Okay, so maybe there was some cheating, but the cheating you did was not the big cheating. The big cheating was what Squirt did, and I don't think you're aware of that cheating. Okay. But yeah, even so, that cheating straight. would lay heavy on my heart. Yes. Because, because I knew I... Was it ghost pee? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think I a ghost peed for him. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and if he has invaded the minds of Sigil with these articles in the M Sports Weekly, we would hardly take a step there without running into trouble. I mean, the way you described him, he doesn't exactly seem like that big of a threat. If Hope can really just reach through a doorway and pull him through... You just take him out, take over. Um, one thing to point out, Varels, you did have some diehard fans. Can't forget about those guys. Diehard, like the the young lizard folks, you know, the, the little oh. ones you scared off that yeah. uh, Squirts almost murdered. <laughs> those are diehard fans. And there's, not there was murdered a couple. and brought back. Thank you. <clears throat> so that's all, that's yeah, all about yeah. how you say it. Because if you say diehard fans or diehard fans, you see what I'm saying. Like, they're not fans of I Die Hard, which Nash would have seen in the Solar Mines, at least in book form or something, are described to him. So you just don't want to in confuse things about Die Hard. It's not Die Hard in book form. <laughs> <laughs> There's no the novelization. John, John I just was assumed not Nash let... is saying this without any context in the conversation. <laughs> John was not going to let me get away with that. You can just tell. He had to repeat said, the words Die Hard in, in book form. <laughs> Bill. Clay, he said in convincing fashion. <laughs> Die Hard, a Christmas novel. <laughs> uh, me laugh. Right. Uh, were you getting uh, at something else, DM, there, or just that Varel would feel great shame letting his fans down? No, just wanted to remind you of their existence. That okay. you know, you might have some people who wouldn't believe the lies of the Mind Master too. Like you are part of the the M Sports, you know, the, whatever you want to call it. The you know the fandom of of the sport. You are a player in that. You had people who would who had taken your side quite strongly when you won. Even that older couple that wanted lessons from you that you, I don't know if you agreed to or not. And Tubbs 2K, I mean, Tubbs 2K was a good friend. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, the Fax, I believe his name was Fax, the mind player. Yeah. Yep. Didn't uh, show up for his lessons. You have some, you have some relationships. It's in, you know, there's Bill. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You might have some people on your side. It, it wouldn't be all, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't assume everyone would be against you, but you can play this how you want. I'm just reminding you, but that's all. Now, table talk-wise, 
I think, isn't there, we can't open portals in Sigil? We can't access it via our own spells? Right. At least yeah, I so can. the city of doors, also called the cage, which you you know have learned in your travels there, is yes not easily traversable by standard magical means because the Lady of Pain controls all that occurs there. But hasn't that Hope being teleported said, directly there before? That being said, the spell on Hope's ring is a very powerful ninth level spell. That's why I'm not letting her you know desecrate corpses in order to charge it up. It's it's you know got to be the real thing. That's fair. It's got to it's got to hurt somebody. And um, I believe Gate can circumvent it as a ninth level spell. Uh, you conjure a portal linking to an occupied space. As she was going to go to Tabachos. Remember you opened the portal to Tabachos and we were totally going to do it. You decided yeah. not to go, ruining <laughs> that whole session. I mean, you know, changing it up in an interesting way on that episode. <laughs> totally not uh, mad about it or anything. Yeah, not mad, no, no. I just, I remember it. So I, I believe we have precedence. And I think just based on the fact that it's a ninth level spell, that it's uh, kind of, you know, it's bongo. So I'm good with the gate to Sigil. Is the flying castle still above us? No, that cra- that crashed epically behind Henatar as the battle started. Oh, bummer. Okay. Um, it, it's currently unknown what the capabilities of the spell jammer are that are in Stanley's possession, but he needs a few days with the mask on still to uh, to do that. So, a possible option for you all is to take a few days off uh, in the desert or at the Mars station. And let some time elapse. That's that's a possibility. Hmm. It, or at Planet Nash, you have a teleportation gate there. Didn't we? They, uh, Badass T blew up the spaceport that led to Sigil, though, right? So if we were to fly there, it wouldn't work. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't use that particular. Well, he there was a gate, and yeah, he blew up the gate on the way out. Yeah, and he killed the guy who knew how to operate it. Yeah, the frog vendor. There are many ways into Sigil, but most, if not all, are secret. But you, you know people. Hope will then use this time to explain the quest she was given with the hand and finding the eye in that prison, since this is the first time they've really had time to talk about what happened since she got back. So she'll explain that deal with Tabacho that was brought up. She'll talk about the deal with Asmodeus and the three guys oh, she was damn. traveling. She'll she'll tell the story. And if I was quiet before, then I just want to know it wasn't Hope trying to hide a lot of information. I just have a very busy voice. So when that stuff comes out, it can be a little slow sometimes. Okay. So Hope, uh, after digging the graves for her tieflings covered in blood and looking uh, as macabre as ever, explains everything that's occurred while she was away to you all. Just lets it all out. There's a lot of information there. I think everyone's like, what is that? What all happened? It's like, this is like 12 hours of playtime. But uh, the essential gist would be that she did make a deal with... Uh, uh, Brent. Well, Brent offered his his services, gave her some items. So I guess you would explain but what no they do. Deal with me. No deal. There's no deal. Just that she has the support of the devil himself, basically. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I get this would be a few hours conversation, probably. So you know, I can't imagine you just like in like five. Everyone would have questions, I assume. 
um, if we're not going to RP the entire conversation, uh, that conversation. Um, then You're telling me he carried around 200 arrows and then cut off both of his ears? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no joke. How does that even... What does that look like? It would be like a giant barrel on someone's back just full of arrows. It's strapped to his arms, his legs sticking out of his shoulders. I mean, it was something. He looked like... We're, we're focusing on the wrong detail here. His evil... I just found someone weirder than Nash. I'm amazed and confused. <laughs> but if we can find this man and remove more of his appendages, it counts as an evil act. Nash, do you want to let Hope cut pieces of you off? No. no we, we have to... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd have to convince me. That doesn't sound great. Maybe while I'm in this form, like, take a piece of my tail or something, but not in Nash form. I'm already a mess. Just wanted to establish a baseline between characters. <laughs> okay, so this revealing this would also include not only that time, but, you know, the traveling, like, Hesterbrook, the Leviathan that lets you live, Pandemonium, oh, yeah. the All Council of, of Clowns, everything, even... Pentel yeah, voice. she'll pull out the thing that the Council of Clowns gave her too, and just chuck it into the middle of the group. All oh, right, the toy box that points to Pentel Vice. Yeah. Okay, you throw the toy box into the under the sand dramatically. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> and most of it sounds made up. If I hadn't experienced almost equally as weird things, but I'm not sure I know what to do with this information. Well, part of me thinks this might be tied to how we face off with the principal once and for all, because he said, once I have the eye, he would find me. Yeah, she did have a lot of interactions with the principal as well. She's kind of in league with them, really. If you recall correctly, the principal was interested in defeating the Weir and interested in attaining power to do so and seems to have made associations with Asmodeus or Brent himself as well. I don't know, Hope. Going after that eye just to get the principal to come out of hiding kind of feels like yeah. doing the hard work for him. He's not discouraging you from getting it. He doesn't even seem that concerned that you might. In fact, he seems eager to have you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're trying to pick between the lesser of two evils at the moment. I mean, the principal wants to destroy the weir, which seems great, but he definitely doesn't seem like a good fellow to put in charge. The weird wants the principal dead. One look around tells you that their vision for the planet isn't very good. 
feel like almost the best we could do is hope we can lead one side to the other, let them fight, and take on whoever's left. But I also worry if we empowered any of them strong enough to feel confident in that fight, we'd be giving them enough of an advantage that it'd be a fight we wouldn't win. We could do the device first. We close off the planet, then we get to the principal. And by killing him, we would end that contract. Well, what does everybody think for the order of business? If I was going to have to pick, I'd say, let's deal with this Mind Master situation first. At the very least, it removes a couple enemies from the board. If we play it right, we might even be able to get a couple of allies out of the deal. I mean, if they would follow someone like the Mind Master, who, by your account, Varel, is certainly not a well-liked, decent individual, I would think for sure we could put someone else in that position. Maybe we could get those armies on our side. Varel, you said you wanted to be king of space. You did. I did. You did. You did. What are you proposing? (laughs) What if we set you up? What, in Tabacho's hideout? Yes, they already like you way more than the Mind Master. I mean... You just gotta prove yourself better than him. and He seems like a twerp, although the necklace that he gave me is very nice. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like any of this. I would like to simplify. Could we not capture the eye and use its power to destroy those who oppose us? (laughs) We could, but I don't know what would happen when it comes together. Would I still be here? Would the god be resurrected? I don't know. Yeah, for all we know, it would trade hope for a third being that wants to turn our world into something and wants us all gone. To the immediate, then. We require additional days to prepare the house for travel. Do we move before that date? I think we could probably fortify up here for three days. We have enough rations to survive us. Uh, We didn't have it to support a whole bunch of tieflings, but just us, we can survive out here. We could use the rest, possibly. (laughs) 
What the heck is that? The dragon fart, I think. Those uh, heads are repeating on me. The uh, most important thing is that we deal with that giant duck that seems to be wandering around. <laughs> Excuse me, my bad. I'll move away a little bit. <laughs> but really, we could use the rest. We could. And actually, maybe we can... Maybe we can even shorten one of our tasks while we're at it. I've got another little trick I'd like to try. I'm going to... Let me make sure I have a spell slot, because that is definitely a question at this point. Uh, I'm going to cast Sending to Amantha Lodar. And so this is you send a short message of 25 words or less to a creature with which you are familiar the creature hears the message in its mind recognizes you as the sender if it knows you and can answer in a manner immediately the spell enables creatures with intelligence scores of at least one to understand the meaning of your message you can send the message across any distance and even to other planes of existence but the tar- if the target is on a different plane than you there's a 5% chance that the message does not arrive Wow. What's up with the 5% chance? Just <laughs> so you have a 95% chance that it does arrive? Anyways, you're on the same plane. I mean, he just took off into space a few hours ago. So uh, send your message. So I will say... Okay, it says it'll recognize as me, so I don't have to do an introduction. I'm trying to think of how to keep this to 25 words. It's a real. It is I, Stanley Billings. <laughs> you recently. Hi, oh, shit, Stanley I'm Billings here. We were just here on the planet, and it's good to talk to you again. There was something we forgot to say. Oh, and I'm out. Um, <laughs> other business came up. We'll be delayed getting back to you. Can you look for Tungsten Wheel? And learn location of Dungle Star Raven's Break for us. Okay, I'm thinking do us. I, I, that's 26. So. Oh, okay. It'll end with four. Um, so, okay, uh, you you get a message back immediately saying the following. Uh, is it limited to 25 words for the reply as well? I think so. It would be weird if it wasn't. <coughs> so I'm gonna assume yes. Answer in a like manner immediately. Okay. Um, response you received back is. Dungle Star Raven's bread is here on Mars. I'm trying to think of how to use his words efficiently. It's kind of <laughs> what was the other thing you oh, asked? Wait, you asked? did I get th- did I get that backwards? Are we we're looking for tungsten wheel? We're not looking for. That's right. Crap! Yeah, yeah. I mixed up it's the okay. names. Did, did you mean it? Did you mean it the other way? It's fine. I meant it the other way around. See if he could find the person to get the location of tungsten wheel for us. So the response that comes back is Stanley I must spend some time in weeping It would be best that you speak to Dunglestar yourself 
he is not an easy elf to converse with. Was there any other questions, or have I wasted too many words on that topic? No, I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> he conveyed the do-it-yourself meaning behind it anyway. I don't mean here. By the way, Dunglestar, top ten bow names. I just want to vote now and just say that. We'll Thank that you. One. Dunglestar Ravenspread. Yeah, it's an amazing name. All right, they're not going to be looking while we do other stuff. We still have to go ourselves. Sorry about the spell slot. It's fine. We're going to go to bed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Unless any other demons want to show up or people from the past. Softhead jumps out of a nearby hill with an army and attacks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know where he's at right now. He's not dead. Oh, no, he is dead, isn't he? He's super think, dead. I, yeah, he's super he had dead. His someone cut out. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's Wait, right. Was that it? I thought we killed him at one point. No. Though. You I got don't sent think back to the principal. And Principal City blew up, but I mean, you don't know if he was there or not, so you have no idea if he's dead it's or like not. like a bad penny, that soft head. <laughs> I always turn up. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he would. He probably would. All right. All right. All right. I think that we're going to need an immense amount of table talk and basically writing out these three quests and staring at them for a while. Yeah. Cuz yeah, I mean, take all the time you want. There's no there's no rush. We're not, you know, we're not on TV. This is a pretty pickle. But oh, no matter what, we're going to bed, right? Like that's yes, we, we all want, we all want sleep. All right. yeah, so everyone, everyone <laughs> let's let's say for now with everyone being spent and exhausted and as we sort of wrap uh, we can go a bit later or do you want to wrap up uh, on time today scott um on time as we can i got a i've got family okay. over there waiting for me so let's uh you know everyone just it, it's been a momentous like day you found out a week even you found out there's a space station above earth and in the same few days it exploded and hit the ground by a crazy ass army that a petulant halfling sent all across creation after hope and varel uh so you know it's been a day it has been a day so you know we don't have to have the perfect uh cap everyone can just sort of exhaust we can say that everyone's just exhausted frustrated confused and retires solemnly to their various sleeping situations for all i imagine at least you're in the sand back home which is one boon um the cottage is an absolute mess so you know finding the rations and putting it together is also a lot of effort because it's all just strewn about everywhere um Everyone want to go to so everyone cool with that? Nash, yeah. you're gonna yeah. head back into human form because you can't stay in dragon yep. forever. I will. Got I will. So. Back to Nash. I'm good. Yeah. Now your farts are just human sized human farts. farts. Yeah. Of, yeah. It's um, <laughs> There's a lot of that that occurs during the night. I'd like everyone to level up their characters. Oh. So to oh, the again. Next level of experience. To no, 13. I think he means two thirteen. Oh, okay. I think three right. of the four of us took it as level up your characters now. Maybe a fourth one of us hadn't leveled up his character yet. Oh. Wait. Yes, so it's 13. <laughs> if, I did mention, because I was going to do it at the end of last week's episode with the defeat of Hannah Targaryen. But, I was uh, already 12. For the benefit of the audience and stuff. I was 12. We're 13 what do you mean? now. We are 13. Yeah, 13 now. Yeah, as of today, right? As of this moment, okay. you're officially 13. I just okay, I made it, listeners, I gave them a heads up because I forgot to do it at last episode, oh. so they could make their choices and all that. Scott, if you, you weren't late; we were early. Yeah. Right. How did you guys hit 13 without me, though? No, you didn't. I said it in Slack, but you missed the message. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the Slack message. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it was just a, it was a heads up. It wasn't. Uh, you're, you're finding out now. 
It's all good. Totally fine. Um, so you can level up over the course of the night. Everyone gets a supreme rest. Um, I don't know if a watch is set up. doesn't sound like it. <coughs> but regardless, uh, no, no bad event occurs to you over the course of the evening. That's good. That's 13. And, I mean, we can just kind of wrap it up there. sounds like, unless you guys want to do the table talk thing, uh, that's less in character and more the players deciding what you guys want to do. Then I'm sure the listeners would like to listen to that. I know I will. If you want to do that now, we can do that. If not, we can wrap it up. Well, I mean, can we do how much can we do in seven minutes? Yeah, we could get a good enough idea. We got two weeks to figure it out afterwards. Yeah, why don't you give yourself the two weeks? You can chat about it. I realize there's a lot of conflicting, um, different goals from the different villains that surround you, and that all forms of help have seemed to dwindle as each army gets uh, destroyed one after the other. Um, for my part, I will say that, you know, the one thing that the dragon Yoshalar told you guys was to assemble his heart into the Rubistic Triangulosphere to save your planet. Uh, he didn't go into great detail about how it exactly it would, but to put it in the hottest place of the planet and that it would solve itself. And that there's this sense that from Stanley's description of what Katobaprey's done is that something about the Earth is, has, is a... Is a has a broken prophylactic, Kyle, um, and and that there's a sense that this Rubistic Triangulosphere is the prophylactic that will prevent this ter- these terrible events from occurring at this invasion point, essentially between uh, planes. So um, that's just the DM. That's a DM nudge saying, you know, the dragons are probably the best advice givers <laughs> out of any NPCs you've met. So if you were going to err on, you know, who's giving me the best advice, I would go with Dragonkind, as, as Pharrell's wisdom would kindly dictate uh, after his snap, probably anyways. Um, all right. Well, it's been a pleasure DMing for you all this week. Heck yeah. Thank you so much back. for the game. Yeah. yeah good to be back, everybody. Well done. Good job. Our next, um, our next episode, whenever it is, will be, uh, we're going to do a double size bonus show after. Uh, to, to make be on up the for the third, yeah, it's be the on last the third. episode of the year. That's right. So on the third, Happy New Year. We'll do an episode. Yeah, Happy New Year, you guys as well. And uh, we'll 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 crank out a, a massive bonus combo for those who support the show. So for those who are like, Hey, what happened to November's? Well, we had crazy town. So don't worry about it. It all got messed up, and now we're back. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's just a crazy, crazy time. But we got it. We're good. We're gonna make you two of them in one. It'll be great. And uh, so look for that. Uh, also, a reminder to support us over there if that's the kind of stuff you want. You want that bonus content? That's how you get it. Over at therewillbedungeons.com. Sign up to be a Dungeons Plus member. I got this email from Beck who said, I'm a longtime listener uh, of various shows, including The Instance. Have never played D&D but would like to. Binge listening to this entire campaign last year was amazing. And now I save up all the episodes to get through a weekend. Stuck in lockdown here in Melbourne. Uh, it says it's working though. Anyway, thanks for all you, the all that you guys do. It's like listening to friends having an awesome time. Plan to be a supporter as well. Give us uh, give us more and stay safe. Says Beck. Well, Beck, uh, thank you. And if you want to be like Beck, you want to bend it like Beck, go on over to therewillbedungeons.com. Sign up today, and you too can get cool extra stuff from us right here on the show. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. We'll be back on the third with a brand new show. Until then, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you then. Merry Christmas.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.